Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast, everybody. This is Tom Salemi. Happy to have you here and hope we will see you next week in Chicago. OIS at AAO is upon us. It's happening on October 13th at the Hyatt Regency Chicago. So uh, it's been a very busy couple of months and an extremely busy couple of weeks as the OIS team uh, gets things together and it's going to uh, be a fantastic event. We hope you will already be there or are planning to be there or have registered to be there. But if you haven't, you can still go to OIS.net, of course, and uh, register for the event. Uh, registration on-site or, or check-in on-site will happen at 7 o'clock in the morning. And then at 7.30, we'll start up our uh, now very popular breakfast breakout session. So I uh, hope you will be able to attend one of those as well. To give you a rundown of the rest of the day, I spoke with uh, Emmett Cunningham of Claris Ventures and, of course, founder and co-chair of OIS. Uh, Emmett is the uh, the quarterback for this event and uh, has taken the lead in uh, in formulating the agenda for our new ASRS event, too, that happened in August in San Francisco. So it's been an extremely busy couple of months for him as well. So I talked to Emmett about the process of putting these agendas together, and then we uh, went through the entire day. So you can get uh, Emmett's point of view on uh, on why these components were uh, were put together to uh, make what I think will be a fantastic day in Chicago. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Emmett Cunningham, founder and co-chair of OIS. Well, Emmett Cunningham, welcome back to the podcast. Happy to be here. Looking forward to another successful OIS. You've had an incredibly busy summer with ASRS and now AAO. Is it, does it ever get easier putting these things together and sort of leading the, the assembly of these agendas or... Is each one its own set of challenges and and and, uh, and successes? Each is a tremendous amount of work, uh, a labor of love, if you will, but still, still a huge amount of work. We do have a formula which seems to to resonate, seems to have been a success, and we go back to that. You'll see as we walk through the agenda for the upcoming meeting. But uh, we also try to keep it fresh. So yes, it's a lot of work. Yeah, we and we've got some fresh angles. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll just run through the agenda and, and hit upon. Uh, the the go through the day. So we're starting off again this time. I think this might be the th- second year or the third third conference with the breakfast breakout sessions. Those those have been uh, standing room only and really popular. What was the thinking behind putting those together and starting the day off with kind of these tight, intimate conversations? Well, it, it definitely was not that we need more time together because <laughs> the, the, t- the day is full as it uh, as it is already. But what we we always thought that we wanted to have more thought leaders involved, and initially we wanted also to have more people from Wall Street, the analysts involved, along with BD people. So the the initial vision, if you will, was to have a small-ish breakout session, maybe 50 to 100 people in each of three or four or five thematically related topics, and that in each each of these groups there would be a discussion led by a thought leader or two, a BD business development per person or two and maybe an analyst or two and it could from time to time be a company executive as well but i think we wanted to to the extent possible avoid some company specific biases in these sort of open discussions and so we introduced that at oas last year and they were all full everyone every one of them was full to the capacity of the room people seemed to really like them and so we're bringing them back 
Uh, the topics for this year are dry eye, which is very relevant with the uh, approval of um, lefitographs. Uh, MIGS, uh, a, a sector I think that's about ready to, to explode. If it hasn't already, it's mm -hmm. going to be a, a massive market. Refractive correction, gene and stem cell therapies, and then uh, discussion with the FDA again. It's always uh, always an important conversation, the breakfast with the FDA. And and then we're uh, we're getting into the company presentations. I like how you, we always start uh, OISs with the presentations. But we did something a little different, or you did something a little different this time around, uh, grouping the, the companies by uh, anterior and, and posterior. What was the, the thought behind that? I'd like to say it was inspired and we have a strong motivation. But at, at the end of the day, we, we like to separate them. We have historically done device versus drug, but it doesn't always fit comfortably into a relatively even even sort of time frame for each each showcase. And so this year we went to anterior versus posterior because it, it fit well. Each was about uh, the same amount of time, and we'll see how that flows. I think it'll be fine, uh, and uh, and I look forward to feedback from people as they see it, but I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I, It'll I, be different. I think the, the attendees will have appreciate the chance to, to run out and take a phone call if they need, if, they, if it's not their section of the eye. And we've got over over a dozen of each company, so it's a, a real robust offering. Uh, or 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 just stay and learn because that's that's <laughs> as you as you know you've been involved with this for a very long time now, Tom. Our one of our main goals is to keep this to a one day meeting and not separate it to say device versus uh, drug, just for that reason that we want people to to be exposed to everything. And we think by keeping the presentations to seven minutes that that makes it tolerable, even if you happen not to be interested in drugs for dry eye. That's right. Don't listen to Tom. He's the substitute teacher. Listen to Emmett. Stay in there and, and learn. Uh, John Norris from uh, SVB will uh, will be giving his presentation, which is always great. And uh, and then we're going to give a tribute, an interesting one this year to to Allergan, which has really been making a lot of a, a lot of news lately. Uh, not a lot of have to explaining has to go into why they're being honored. But what are you looking forward to about this presentation? Uh, let me, if I might, just let me just say a word about John before we step to, to Allergan, because Absolutely. John has been a longtime supporter of the meeting, he and, and Silicon Valley Bank, and he does yeoman's work at, at all of these conferences. Essentially, he comes in and, and summarizes what the private markets, the private companies, and the financings and exits have been doing since then. And I think that's a very important presentation because it, it sets the stage for so many of the companies that will have just presented and, and tells them where their next financing or their exit opportunity might be. So John's going to do that, and as you know, he's a he's a, been a long-term friend of uh, of uh, OIS. So this year for the tribute, we've decided to to honor um, Allergan, and specifically we're going to honor we're going to be speaking with uh, Gavin Herbert, who is the son of the founder of Allergan. As you know, it was founded in 1948, now almost 70 years ago. And he has had a very, very long history with that company. And David Pyatt, who ran it for many, many years. Um, we were hoping to have a Brent Saunders there as well to have the triumvirate, but he was unable to attend, unfortunately. But we will have Gavin, and we will have David, and Bill Link, I'm sure, will will lead a, a very energized discussion about the role of Allergan historically in the industry, which has been massive. So that's going to be our tribute over lunch, and I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, same here. And, and Allergan has been only one of the real busy players in this space. We've seen uh, news that movement in Shire, creation of their franchise, Sun Pharmaceuticals, uh, the J&J &J, uh, Vision Care deal with acquisition of AMO is, is interesting, and, and Boschenlam and, and Zeiss, uh, Zeiss bringing aboard Jim Mazo. It's a lot of different changes, and, and you built, I think, which is probably going to be 
maybe the high, I think one of the high points of the day, uh, a panel called Building a Global Ophthalmic Franchise, and you're actually moderating this one, and that should be interesting. What, uh, what, what sort of uh, lessons do you think uh, we'll be taking away from, from this discussion? Well, it, we we will see what people say. It's it's always a bit challenging with the most senior level people at companies to to get them to articulate strategies that they like to keep private within the company, uh, or that they, for whatever reason, are not at, at liberty to discuss openly. So we will see what they say. But what I hope we can touch on at a minimum is uh, sort of a snapshot of what their company is, what their company is interested in how they view innovation. Is it going to be primarily homegrown, or are they really open to licensing and partnerships? And if so, how do they see that working? And maybe more to the to some of the future of the industry is what are the ex-U.S. companies looking to do in the U.S., and what are the U.S. and North and European companies looking to do outside of those regions? Not just from a sales and revenue perspective, but more importantly from an innovation perspective. Will Will there be real innovation in China and India, for example? Will companies from those countries drive innovation here and in Europe? That's what I really want to get to. That sounds great. And uh, following that, we'll, we'll get a, a broader look at the industry from uh, David Park of AAO. And uh, what are you expecting from, uh, from that discussion? You know, we have, we've had now for several years these two bulleted presentations, one from the American Academy of Ophthalmology and one from the National Institute, which... I, I, they are very important to me. I want those two platforms, those two organizations, always to have a voice at our meeting because I think they're central to to ophthalmic innovation. And I never know what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. I I often give suggestions or requests, and uh, I wind, it winds up that they present something entirely different, equally interesting, but a different perspective. And that's why I want them to present because they have perspectives that are different and complementary and very, very important for uh, for our industry. So I don't know what they're going to say, but uh, they've given great presentations in the past, so I look forward to it. Same here. And then following up, we'll have uh, Joe Gilliam from uh, J.P. Morgan, and sort of it's a nice uh, compliment to what John Norris will be doing in the morning. He'll be a look at the, at the public markets. Yeah, you know, the, the rest of the afternoon kind of rolls into a series of public company uh, presentations. So Joe will set the stage with where the public markets are, uh, what are valuations looking like? When can companies go public? How do they get follow-on financings, et cetera? And from that into a, a showcase panel for what are really micro and mid-cap uh, companies within our sector. There's a growing number of those now. Um, as part of that, we're going to we're going to introduce something special that I don't want to get into now, but you'll you'll see it when when if and when you come to the meeting. It'll be a, a special treat that. OIS is going to be introducing just before that showcase and what we think will serve the community again to help promote innovation. Hey, everybody. This is Tom. I want to take a quick break from this conversation with Emmett to uh, introduce our Companies to Watch program. Uh, If you go to our website, ois.net, click on Get Involved and uh, click on the Companies to Watch link, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's a great opportunity for you as an entrepreneur and executive of a startup to get your word out to the OIS community uh, in a digital sense, in a video sense. You'll uh, attend OIS. On-site, we'll have a studio set up uh, in the hotel, and you'll record a presentation that then we'll distribute via our many channels, our our Ion Innovation newsletter, our social media channels, and many other ways. So it's a great way, again, to get the word out about your program. So uh, go to OIS.net. 
find companies to watch. Again, go to Get Involved and uh, click on Get Involved. You'll find the companies to watch link. You can also just uh, email my colleague, Maureen Linehan. She's at Maureen at Healthogy.com. And Healthogy is spelled with the word health, followed by the letters E-G-Y. Healthogy is the producer of OIS and many other conferences, and now is offering the companies to watch opportunity for startup executives. Now back to this conversation with Emmett Cunningham. And then Gil will be uh, leading an interesting panel. It's a new one, I think, too, the innovative financing options in uh, ophthalmology. Uh, what was the intent of, of that panel, and, and, and how do you see that discussion going? You know, Tom, this is a, a panel that we've had under different names at different meetings in the past. We have talked about how to finance companies in ophthalmology, whether it was public financing or the public markets being open to primary or secondary offerings, et cetera. But we thought that we would put a financing um, a panel at this point in the afternoon, A, because it's generally interesting, and B, because some of these public companies are going to need to find additional monies. Not all, but some. It's said that every company is, to some extent, always fundraising. But if, if you look through that panel and the agenda, you'll see that it's a, a very interesting mix of um, of people and participants. We have the Foundation Fighting Blindness, for example, which uh, is uh, interested to promote drug development in the space. We have uh, some private company financiers. We have some large strategics represented. And I think you'll see some very interesting approaches to, to raising money and, and advancing these company projects. So it is public as well to some extent, but it will also touch on private companies. And then we go into our masters of industry, or what we've called masters of the universe at the end, with the senior most leaders of the, of the large cap uh, company. So it's really become sort of a public company-dominated afternoon uh, session which I think is entirely appropriate, and it, it highlights the interplay that we've always wanted to highlight between investors, whether they're private or public, the, the private companies transitioning to these, hopefully to these mid- and micro-cap uh, public companies, and then uh, learning to either live with or be acquired by the large-cap companies. And related to that, because that has taken up an increasing part of OIS proper, the main AAO version, uh, we've had to have these other meetings, ASCRS and now ASRS, because we just can't get enough into this single day that is, is directly relevant to many of the important topics in, say, anterior segment or devices or retina. Well, these are definitely exciting times. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this particular meeting. And it wraps up at 510, which is uh, still plenty of time to enjoy some cocktails with uh, folks at the conference and then head off to a, a dinner after that. So it should be a great day. Yes, come. Come and enjoy. We're looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks for giving us the, uh, the rundown of the, uh, of the agenda, Emmett, and I look forward to seeing you next week in Chicago. Thank you, Tom. All right. Well, that is a wrap. Thanks, Emmett, for the uh, lowdown on OIS at AAO. Again, it's coming up on October 13th at the Hyatt Regency Chicago. Definitely hope you will be there. Uh, I will be there recording uh, interviews for uh, OIS TV. And uh, hope to take in a few of the sessions as well. It's just a f- fantastic opportunity for me as someone who covers the sector, and I'm sure for anyone who has uh, committed their lives and careers to the sector, to, uh, to touch base and to get a sense of where uh, innovation and ophthalmology is headed. So I definitely hope you'll be there. Go to OIS.net to register if you haven't done so already. And we will see you in Chicago.